Good afternoon and welcome to the Other Page Radio. We are here at the BNN studio on BWBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. And folks, I want you to pay a lot of attention to what's being said by my friends that have come here from the field doing the work in the community that they've been doing for quite some time. We have Ms. Myra, my brother Alex Alonzo, not Alex. They're here from the United Friends, the United Front Against, what's that? Against Displacement. Can you just explain what that is in a few words, a few sentences? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, so the United Front Against Displacement um, is uh, uh, an organization of, of people uh, living here in Boston, also some people in New York and in the Bay, um, who you know see all the gentrification going on all around us with all these developers gobbling up uh, land, gobbling up property, displacing uh, working class and lower income people out of the cities and taking it over for themselves to build a... Um, more and more expensive apartments uh, and sometimes some fake affordable apartments that aren't really affordable for most of the people who live uh, in these neighborhoods. And so, yeah, we've been fighting against this stuff here in Boston and in New York and okay. and in the Bay. We're going we're gonna, to like acknowledge that there's a problem nationally, but we're going to focus today on the work that you're doing in Boston. Okay, and we can also... If you have the information for a national, you know, 1-800 number, you can provide that at the appropriate time. But we have Maya Morris here. Tufts University is graduate as well. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you came to be here on the other page radio today? Yeah, well, uh, I was invited by yourself. Um you know, the UFAD has been organizing with people at Grant Manor for about two years now, um, organizing against both the corrupt board that's there, against the conditions there, against a rent increase that happened about two years ago, that the property management company there, partial owner there, and the board there signed off on. Um, that really screwed people over. Started then, um, have been organizing with you all since, and have been organizing other developments in Boston as well. Um, so that's how I got here, through organizing with yourself. Um, well, you know, people know about me, so <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to include me in that because I'm talking about the work that has to be done, folks, and it's very important that you listen, you know, listen to some people, young people, if you will, that are totally committed to stopping the dance to disenfranchise our community from having homes, housing, you know, and talk a little bit about what we can do as a community together to change the direction of where they want to go and not where we are going. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to just commend the people down at Grant Manor organizers for the work that they are doing to include a voting tonight 
for a new tenants board. And there's a lot of fanfare going up around that. But they are a determined body of people. They are a microcosm of what resistance is all about today. Absolutely. They are determined to have some say in their lives. No matter the political uh, force that might be used against them through manipulations by uh, landlords, we will prevail. Now, Grant Manor is located Washington Street between Northampton and Lenox Street. And then it goes back from Washington Street going towards Harrison Avenue. It stops there at that big church, I think it's Leon de Judah Church. I know it's over a thousand families who live there, or a thousand people. And apartments and condominiums and expensive rentals are going up all around them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can't say that you don't know about them politicians because we invited you a couple of years ago to the first meeting. And now one of those that was in attendance who used to be a city councilor has positioned herself to become the attorney general. Mm -hmm. And the attorney general is positioning herself to become the governor. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? if you don't come to see about your own, who are trying to make a voice and have a better choice than what's being offered to them. That's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to also be talking about Bromley Heath. Everybody knows about Bromley Heath that's in this community and beyond because of the way they fought. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They have a record that they can proudly stand on, everybody, fighting for change for the better for the residents. This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. program is brought to you by Triad Veterans League Incorporated. We're going to do a couple of uh, PSAs, and then we're going to get right back to our guests. Thank you. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc., can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. It's important that veterans, and I know you listen because this is a veterans program, along with other community issues. But I'm going to play this again and make sure you have your pen in hand so that you can write down that information. Because, you know, even though you serve, you still not have been served. Check this out again, please. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. 
If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Again, this is the other page radio, my friend. My friends, uh, Alonzo and Maya are here. And just let me say this before we get into a longer conversation. One of the things that I've learned to do is to be patient with people. I've learned that from a lot of experiences. And I am so appreciative of the people that are involved in this struggle. And there are many people that I know that have been involved and are not going to give up. And that's what my guests here today are all about. They're not going to give up people. You can try to grab all the land, but we got a plan. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. All right? We have a plan, folks. We have a plan to, to set ourselves free. Lonzo, so tell us what's going on over there in Romney Heath around that uh, community center, please. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, as, as you were saying, you know, Bromley Heath has a long history, long legacy of struggle, uh, starting with uh, the Black Panther Party, actually. The Black Panther Party okay. at, at the center that you're saying, that you're referencing, the Anna Cole Center or Bromley Hall. Uh, the Black Panther Party organized its uh, 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 breakfast program for school children uh, right at that hall. They'd been trying to, to, to organize it at a few places, uh, throughout the city, but in 1970, November 1970, they uh, finally successfully uh, fought off the uh, housing authority and, and other city officials to, to, to be able to organize their program there. Um, and, you know, in the process, they fed uh, uh, hundreds of children. And but, but more than that, they, you know, like the rest of the Panthers all over the country, they were, uh, you know, using this to really bring people into, you know, instill in people a spirit of struggle and, 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 and show them that, look, you know, like you, like you say, Brother Haywood, uh, nobody's going to come and save us from, from the government or from, you know, these other people in power. Ourselves. Yeah, we got to save ourselves, exactly. And, and I think the, the Panthers were, were really putting that front and center and showing people, look, we got to come together, uh, uh, survive for now, but then build up our forces uh, to to fight off and and have a you know create a different sort of government, different sort of society. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for that needed reinvigoration. Yeah. Of the energy that is required to um, change direction. I mean, you know, so many different distractions that's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have like, you know, like Maya, you have people that don't know the importance of keeping your word. You know, they just tell you anything. You know, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I want to help you. And when the time comes to be there, guess what? They're not there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so we want to find a way to keep this news out there because it has to be rhetorical. Mike, I want to thank you for doing the writing and the publicizing that you've been doing. I, I really appreciate that, and we appreciate that. But we got to get it out a little more. Mm-hmm. People, we need you. Not for tomorrow to go away today, 
not for a short period of time. This is a long-winded strategy to disrupt people's living and having a decent place to live. They are not saying this, but you can look at the indicators and tell that ultimately tricks are going to be played on the level to have us out in the street and we have some new neighbors that are living in our apartments that are now condos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Maya, are you there? I'm right here. I want you to say something about your involvement on national level and bringing home to Boston. Yeah, well, I think, you know, kind of to the point that Alonzo was making about the Black Panther Party, just to talk a little bit more about what they were about. Because I think it relates to some of what we should be taking up as the UFAD and also as people that are organizing with the UFAD, as people in subsidized housing, public housing, working people in general. Um, I think, you know, the Black Panther Party wasn't just giving people food um, in this community center or, you know, across the country in their different branches. They're really talking to people about, you know, ultimately, what are the issues that we face and why do they exist? Well, Mm -hmm. there's a class of rich people that are stealing our wages and enriching themselves through our wages. They're oppressing us in all these different ways. And, you know, you see them in your immediate conditions. But we need to be able to link it up to the rich people, this rich class of people in this country and across the world in these different countries um, to understand that, they, you know, they, they are the source of these issues. And insofar as that is recognized, well, then they can't be the people that we go to when we want to struggle against these conditions that we're facing, you know, because they're the problem. Um, Someone that we work with has said that before. You know, they're the problem people. We can't go to the problem people with our own problems. You know, they're the ones that are causing it. So what do we got to do? We got to, you know, have some faith in ourselves. We got to organize amongst ourselves, see the power in the people, and come together. And so I think on the national scale, that's what we need to do. Um, And we're trying to do this in different branches in different cities. But link it up, you know, because it's not just about one city. It's not just about one development. It's not just about housing either you know, across the board in these different sectors of society, that people are facing these issues, you know, in labor, in housing, you know, generally, just across the board, all the issues that working people are facing, I think we got to see them as interconnected. we got to link up the struggles. we got to link up the cities. Mm-hmm. And we got to mm-hmm. see that the problem resides in this wealthy class of people. Yeah, yeah. What, mean, is like, the, uh, what is the, uh, the, the impression that you had when we were over there in... Elliot Street, that church over there, that Saturday. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that gathering? Uh, you know, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, for a while we had been just meeting at, you know, each development, talking to people in a development, specific development. Um, you know, sometimes we would talk across developments over Zoom or something, but, you know, that's not the same thing as seeing people in person. And we were able to, you know, all these people from Marilyn McCormick, which is a development here in Boston, from Bromley Heath and from Grant Manor got together in this church and we got to see each other face to face and say, hey, these are the issues that we're facing. You know, we have a common struggle here and we got to unite if we want to be able to carry this out. And we're doing that to some extent right now. Um, you know, is it, there another one up for plans? It'd be good to, to, yeah, let's make a plan. to make a plan. Yeah. 
Um, but I don't know. I felt pretty good about that because you know, it, you know, we got to see each other and say that you know, okay, these are these are our com- this, these are the issues. These are the issues that we share. You know, how are we going to be able to fight these issues collectively um, and see each other? You know, face to face, be able to relate on that level. You know, better than looking at a computer screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I felt you know at the end of that meeting, like you feel that this, this is a need to have another meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I really do. So you feel the same way? Absolutely. I think we should. Okay, right here, folks, on the other page of radio, (laughs) you know, the the political dynamic of politics changed uh, last night, you know, and I'm happy to say the people that we didn't support didn't get supported overall. And so, you know, it's all about learning. So we're talking about having another event. So we got to get our wheels rolling uh, to find the resources that we need to bring this gathering back because we need to do that. Mm-hmm. We need to do that before the general election. We need to let people know that we don't want banks financing takeovers of properties that's going to displace our people. Nope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We need to work a little more on educating and capacity building around ownership. What does that mean? I mean, how is it that St. Joseph's Homes up in Dorchester can own their apartments and uh, we can't? Where does the niche come in for us to crack it a little further, kind of breathe some change in there? You ever been in a real hot, stuffy place and you're looking out a window and it's closed or a door that is closed and as soon as somebody opens it up, the freshness of the air comes in? And you begin to feel better about the condition of yourself because you done got some cool air on you. Well, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to open the door, open the windows, and let some changes blow in. Mm-hmm. Other page radio, WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. My name is Haywood Fennell. This program sponsored by Triad Veterans League, and whatever is said here does not belong to the station. It belongs to my guests and I. And they understand that there are certain things we can't say around money and costs, etc. But anything else that's going to inform you about what you need to do, and you do need to do something, because we can't do this by ourselves. We can't wait around for a political promise that we know is going to be broken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had a guy that was running for office tell me that he was going to come to our group at Grant Manor and tell us how we could get that foot off our neck, that HUD, mass housing, and a few others that have formed a juggernaut to keep us from owning our own homes. And that was the plan. It's been changed. And people look at us, and though they can just tell us anything, but that is over. We have Alonzo and Maya here today. We're going to be right back. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? 
Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. What you have to understand is this is America with a capital A, the richest country in the world. Veterans should not be treated in the manner that they're being treated and ignored. We served this country. We raised our hand. We took an oath. It could have meant our death if we were so ordered. And we came back home and we didn't get anything. We've gotten additional problems, substance abuse, Mm -hmm. mental health challenges, broken up families, no hope, just a bunch of nonsense being practiced. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm what you call a veteran's veterans because I know veterans are not beggars. Nor are we political pawns. And I'm talking to veterans every day about changing the strategy. Get involved. And that includes the work that my guests are doing today because I know that there's some veterans that live in these housing projects. Mm -hmm. And I know that you don't have to be a veteran to support services for veterans. You could be a member of a veteran's family. People just do what they want to do, but I'm here to tell you that this is a new day now. We got two young people here that's in the field because they believe they know that they can't sit behind a desk. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. They know that they can't just chitter-chatter because things matter. Yeah. What is your direction is my question to you. Potential is everywhere. It's in every child and every community. Big Brothers Big Sisters of Eastern Massachusetts works to transform communities by empowering, defending, and igniting the potential of youth across Eastern Massachusetts, ensuring every child has the support from caring adults that they need for healthy development and success in life. Big Brothers Big Sisters fosters one-to-one mentoring relationships between child and adult, helping the youth in our communities achieve their fullest potential. But at any given moment, there are hundreds of children in our region in need of a caring adult role model. Do you have what it takes to become a defender of potential? You can learn more at MassBayBigs.org. Let me just add something to you so you can understand what I understand so that you can better understand. Bromley Heath Projects was like over, overrun by drugs, unemployment, Violence, all of that. I mean, it was really ugly over there in Bromley Heath. But let me tell you, there were some people over there that got together and stuck together like glue to turn things around and make it new. And one of the facilities that I'll never forget, and I was quite impressed was a community center. Mm -hmm. 
They had all kind of programs going on mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. They were able to embrace the community and educate them and empower them through capacity building with their programs, folks. That's right. That's right. They had a radio station over there. They had NA meetings over there. And that's another thing. You know, uh, people run around talking about they're in recovery and they're not really in any, any recovery if they're not involved in the community uh, development. They're in discovery, not recovery. They're just discovering themselves and they're not doing anything and we can't have that, folks. No, no, you could have to come in there because it was at some of those meetings at Bromley Heath Community Center. It was at some of those events that the NA, Narcotics Anonymous, used to bring people in to turn their lives around, to change their thinking so they wouldn't be stinking. You need to be over there helping the people that are organizing in opposition to closing that center down. And if necessary, you need to go downtown to City Hall, not like those people did the other day, but let people know how you feel about being ignored and apathetic. I have as guests today, Maya Mars and Alonzo, and we're talking about making a difference in our community and that you don't have to live in the community to want to help the community. You have a lot of people that live out of town that come into Boston and work and claim leadership, but they don't do leadership after 6 o'clock because mm-hmm. they're back in their communities where they live. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. I ain't scared of you. You hear that? This is my Boston accent. This is my Boston accent. Yeah, it is. Shh. This is my Boston accent. This is our Boston accent. Hear it for yourself. Discover your own. This is Boston, and we are all inclusive. See the little commercial right there? It's called a PSA, Public Service Announcement. I just hit that, but let me tell you something. You hear people talking about Boston strong. I say Boston wrong. <laughs> That's what I say. Because if you can ride by and see people disenfranchised and these big land grabbers with the bank's support taking over and giving absolutely nothing in return but a hard time, you're not strong. You're wrong. You look at our politicians and they come around when they want to come around and say they're going to do this and do that and then don't do nothing. You call that strong? I call that wrong. Mm-hmm. My guests today are two people that I admire. They're young, they're energetic, and they care about people. They care about this city. They don't need to know you, know you, to look at your conditions and tell you need help. They're taking time to look out. So things can get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you two people, those that are working with you, whether they're on a national level or a local level. If they're trying to do what we're trying to do, we can make it. Absolutely, yeah. Going to make it. 
going to make it. Tell us a little bit more about your organization over there, Alonzo. Yeah, so um, uh, the United Front Against Displacement, as I was saying, you know, uh, fighting these different these different ways that gentrification has taken over uh, different cities in particular, you know, with public housing. There's this big push uh, from all the way from the top, from the federal government, from HUD, uh, down to the local housing authorities and local politicians to really just get rid of it, uh, turn it into, uh, you know, mixtures of expensive apartments with some Section 8, all private, you know, with the buildings all privately owned. Uh, and they make all sorts of promises about affordability forever that are that are shams. If you look at the fine print, there's no guarantees about affordability forever. Um, just guarantees that you know different investors like Bank of America and and other banks uh, get to make a lot of money through these schemes using these things called tax credits and you know where they uh, and all you know they got it all they got it all hooked up yeah they got it all hooked up in in, in the meantime and we got to unhook it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because in the meantime you know the uh, the people, you know, lower income people, working people, uh, they get pushed out further and further from the city. Uh, and if they stay and if they're allowed to come back when the private companies take over, uh, they come back to something that's less, you know, secure, that where there's a bigger they threat. They don't, they don't get right back in. Mm-mm, no, most, I mean, a lot of people don't. Eventually, some people make it back. Not all. Not and when many. they do... You know, it's living under these private companies that have more leeway to do what they want right. with, the, with the tenants. And that's what's going to happen at Bromley Heath. That's exactly what they're trying to do at Bromley Heath. Trying, that's what we're trying to avoid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me give you a story, right? Let me give you guys a story, right? Including my uh, listening audience, because I know you're listening to me. This is Haywood on the other page radio, WBCA LP 102.9 FM. Columbia Point was a place in Dorchester, out by the water, out by the beach, out by where they had decided to build UMass Boston, a college that I would, university that I later graduated from. And they had these families out there. And they had this judge. I think his name was Garrison. I might be mistaken. But it was doing uh, integrating the schools. And the kids that went to South Boston, a lot of them, hi, a lot of them live in Columbia Point projects. They wanted that education. They wanted that education. And boy, did they have to fight. The fight spilled over. Nobody wanted to compromise. Nobody wanted to equalize. Everybody wanted to demise and disguise racism for what it really is. They wanted to disguise that. But those people came together from all parts of Boston to work to stop what was going on. And that's what we need today with these young people that are my guests today, working at Bromley Heath and working at Grant Manor. We need the entire city to understand that no man is an island. We all got to do this together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you just forget all about the fact because people left Columbia Point and were able to get through the help of a man that's no longer among us by the name of Bernie Sneed, who had uh, MS, multiple cirrhosis, but fought very hard for the young people that were living in the then Columbia Point that was called a disgrace by everybody. But somebody believed in them and came to their aid so they could get into UMass Boston and other schools and get an education so they could better fight. That's what we need at our situation at Grant Manor and what we need over at Heath Street. We need people to stop procrastinating. We need people to stop contemplating. We need people to get up off their Rudder dutter and get busy. This is the other page of video. My name is Haywood Fennell. This is WBCA LP 102.9 FM Boston. And we got a couple of real fighters here today. It took time to come out here and be with me a little while and talk about why we got to change things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if it's not us, it might be you. Because these people are coming into our community and they have this sanctioned plan that the politicians seem to ignore, especially when we call upon them. And these people are going bananas with this land grabbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the politicians, they not, only, they not only ignore, actually, half the time they're part of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. they're, they're, you know, signing off on the deals. They're... Uh, Greasing the oh, palms yeah, of the developers, yeah. they're oh, getting yeah. the fancy donations, the fancy dinners, uh, the con- campaign contributions. Oh, we know about that. Y'all mm-hmm. don't think we know. Mm-hmm. We know about mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. We know oh, about yeah. that. I mean, just look at what happened at the Harriet Tubman House, you know, where all these all these politicians, city councilors, uh, 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 representatives. Yeah, you know, the, the developer... Rich, powerful, gave them all con- campaign contributions. He was what? Like for Ayanna Press, I think he was like one of the bigger campaign contributors, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And none of these politicians, you know, of, of course, they, they all signed off on it. Some of them even wrote letters saying, oh, this is a good thing. And now the Harriet Tubman House is gone and, and in this place, is, you know, a bunch of condos are being built. The most quote-unquote affordable are tiny studios at like thirteen, fourteen hundred $1,400 a month, I think, Uh so <laughs> might be a little more than that. Might be a little more than that. I think the I'm majority saying, are. Yeah, yeah the majority are, are way more than that. But there's a couple that they call affordable to say, oh, look, we're building some affordable housing. No. And it's studios where no family can live in, you know, not even one bedroom. Uh, me, and it's $1,400 or more. Let me just say something about affordable. Mm-hmm. Affordable is a, um, what's that vernacular they use? Affordable is a, uh, put it like this. It's a buzzword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Affordable means that you're not included because nine times out of ten, it can only be affordable to you if you have a Section 8. Yep, yep. And if you don't have an education or trade or skill to make a decent salary so you could save a few bucks to pay your rent, to pay a mortgage, you're stuck between a rock and a hard and a hard place right now. Our elected officials have been told many, many times about the drastic 
love in literacy, art, appreciation. So what they did was they came back in the last couple of weeks and they talked about the kids being affected by the pandemic for the last three years and going to school and not reading and that they are way, way behind. Well, if they're behind in the last three years, what about being behind the three years before that? So you're talking about six years of people not being able to read. What kind of job can they get? How can they equalize the opportunities if they don't have an education? The preceding commentary does not reflect the views of the staff and management of WBCA or the Boston Neighborhood Network. If you would like to express another opinion, you can address your comments to the Boston Neighborhood Network at 3025 Washington Street, Boston, Mass. 02119, attention WBCALP 102.9 FM. If you would like to arrange a time for your own commentary, call WBCA at 617 708 3241 or email us at radio at bnntv.org.